I'm Gab. He's Jules. Blue skies over West London. Uh, Jules, what a show. Because yeah. well, there's so much going on. There's Real Madrid against Sevilla. Heroics from Modric, which I know you love talking oh, about. Yes. There's Bayern being proved correct with the impressive last minute winner. Against <laughs> but anyway, we got to start with the League Cup final. Yeah. I'm just going to come out with something Jurgen Klopp says. Jurgen Klopp says that of all the trophies he's won with Liverpool, and he's won some important ones, like their first league title in a million years, and, of course, the Champions League, this was the sweetest. Can you understand that? Or is it just some big Scouse Red love fest? No, I think I can understand it, of course. I think part of him is maybe trolling slightly Chelsea and, and Marshall Pochettino, but we'll come to that later. When you win with... Your D team, really, because the extra time team is your D team. It's not your A team, not your B team, not your C team. It's your D team. It's a bit but, mean to Van Dyke and Luis Diaz. And okay, that's the only two. Yeah, it's two out of 11. The rest <laughs> are kids from the academy who some of them never played with the first team or hardly. This is, this is their D team. And for them to still manage to win it, not even in penalties... It's just incredible. So I can, I can understand why he feels sweet because there will be a point, and I was at the game, there was a point when you felt there's no way Liverpool can win this final. It's impossible. Chelsea were too good towards the end of the 90 minutes. They were too strong. They had the better players. They had the most momentum. They had the better chances. They had everything. And you, would, you, you were sat there and thinking, they just cannot lose this final. This is not possible. And somehow they managed to lose it. Uh, you mentioned the, the, the Chelsea chances. I mean, personally, I thought over the course of the game, Liverpool had the, the better chances. Um, but in a game like this, when it's so tight, it's, it can be one thing or another, right? It can be um, the, the Raheem Sterling goal that was disallowed. You know, we're talking millimeters. That, that's yeah, not yeah. a defensive plan. Um, we're talking hitting the woodwork. So those chances were there. At minute 90, just in terms of who you thought, the momentum was clearly with Chelsea at that yeah, point because be. Liverpool had to take everybody off. And, but did you, feel like the, did you feel like Chelsea deserved to win or you just feel like there's the momentum and they're going to get it across the line? In extra no, time? so I thought Liverpool would have more of the ball, which they had in the 90 minutes. I did feel that Chelsea could hurt them even after this. Even after this so there's the sterling chance, you know, on the cross from Gallagher and his first touch yeah. is poor. And then I think maybe Palmer should score. But, but that's pretty much all they had in the first half with the decided goal that I think is, is just slightly offside. But the second half, I thought Chelsea really were in the game so well. And, and Liverpool, clearly tired. And you could see they were tiring. Clearly, they lose a lot of impact, even physically in midfield as well. McAllister... And you felt, okay, this, this, this just can be only one winner. I just wish for Chelsea you, fans and Pochettino that the best chance he didn't end with Gallagher. You know how, how much okay. I don't rate Gallagher. I know he's a runner. I know he's an athlete. And he's more uh, athletic than football. But if that ball had ended up with anybody else, he would have scored two goals. The other ball in the first half ended up with Cole Palmer and he couldn't finish either. No, I so, know. But, then, um, but uh, okay, so if you could see that, the momentum had shifted and there was no way Chelsea could lose and they could just take the game to them and win it in extra time. Former Paris Saint-Germain coach Mauricio Pochettino yeah. did not see that. He said afterwards that, oh, at that point, we were clearly tired, I'm paraphrasing here, and we thought maybe the best thing to do was play for penalties. Yeah. Who's their front three at that time? Uh, Madueke, yeah. uh, Mudrik. Yeah. And... And Kunku. And Kunku. Tired? Are they tired? They've played for three seconds? Where is the time? How is the time? Okay, Chilwell and Gallagher, you take them off. Yeah, you put Shaloba right back. It's not ideal. Gusto are left back. But really, you have a front three of Mudrik, Madweke and Nkunku and you decide not to attack anymore? Why are you deciding not to attack anymore? He said, we felt he was right to play for penalties. There's half an hour to play. This is not a golden goal. It's a f whoever scores first doesn't win. You still have to play 15 minutes, 15 minutes of extra time. And you felt like, let's not play. Let's just go to penalties. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I wondered. I mean, we're we're going to go back and have a go at him. I think a lot of it has to do with he also realized, hey, two of those three guys Jules just mentioned really aren't very good. But it doesn't um, matter. Don't tell me but, they're tired. But, no, I, I agree with you. Tell me they're not good, but don't tell me they're tired. I want to focus a little bit, and just not just on Liverpool as well, because mm. those kids to have the mind frame to go and keep playing. I, I, I wonder if it's one of those things where they don't realize where they are, they don't realize the context, so in some ways they're more free, maybe there's nothing, because 
they all contributed. Yeah. Um, because by that point in the game, obviously Virgil van Dijk, the hero, was the goal, but Luis Diaz had run himself into the ground. Yeah. I, I don't know how I that could, guy could stand it. He could not walk anymore. Um, and so it really was a case of, you know, spit and gravel getting you over the line, which I thought, I thought this is why. And look, yeah. I, I, I'm it was a, good to see, to be fair. But again, they shouldn't have never won that final. Jules, let's get this out of the way because I'm sure there's some clever clogs out there who will point out that Mm -hmm. the average age in extra time of Chelsea was actually lower than Liverpool. So we really shouldn't go and celebrate all these Liverpool youngsters. We should should actually do the math, but yeah, another time. That's what was out there. I mean, they're about the same, but they're both very low. Now, the reason that is, frankly, complete freaking nonsense is should be pretty obvious to most people. First of all, Liverpool's... Average age is higher because you have an old guy like Virgil van Dijk yeah. out there and Thiago Silva. You know, these people like instantly elevate yeah, the yeah. average age. But it's not just about age. It's about experience, right? Yeah. Uh, when you've got, I mean, I counted, I mean, Kwanzaa played a little bit last season. Yeah. But the other guys, I don't think any of them had played last season at all No, uh, in, in, in the first team. And I think that's the discriminant, right? Yeah, Enzo Fernandez is very young. Fine. The dude won a World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Especially uh, League football already. You know, Levi Colwell has what two seasons, three seasons of Premier League football yeah. under his belt. So that's a nonsense thing. I mean, I think we can make too much of the age. I think the experience here is 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 a really really big. Factor. And also, they're all international. The, the Chelsea eleven that finished the game, they're all international. They all play for the country. Okay, Madueke is England under twenty one, so he's not a full England. But all the others play for their country. McDonald, Dance. Uh, Connor okay. Bradley, Bobby Clark. I, I'm pretty England, sure right? Connor Bradley will be playing for Northern no, no, Ireland. It's for Northern Ireland, right? Yeah, yeah but they those, don't yeah. play. You know, Bobby Clark doesn't play for England, and yet he's the one that got the corner that led to the goal. Okay, Simicast plays for Green, Luis Diaz and Virgil, of course, the same. But it's just, it's not always about age. Okay, so I want to rewind it to the start of the game, though, but, and sort of the, what we saw in the 90 minutes. I think that's also important. Yeah. And it's going to be important as well, the implication, I think, for the league run-in. Just a reminder for those who didn't see the game, um, Liverpool went into the game. You can debate whether it's five, six, or seven starters, but it's, for my money, they're without their best player uh, in Mohamed Salah. Uh, They're without Jota, who is perhaps their most reliable finisher. They were without Dominic Sobosly, who I think is probably their best midfielder. Sorry, Alexis. they were without uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, who's mm-hmm. possibly their most creative player. They were without Allison, who I think is one of the best keepers in the world, yeah. although Keller certainly had a very, very good game. Yeah. Um, Darwin? They were without Darwin Nunez, who is their starting center forward. Just leave it at that. Uh, yeah. And runs around a lot and would have, yeah. would have made a big difference in this game. I, this is pretty remarkable yeah. to to be in this situation. This is beyond all the other, you know, without Curtis. You know, we're not even getting into like Curtis Jones yeah. or the fact that Gravenberch. I mean, in fact, that to me was a turning point. I want to rewind. People might have forgotten this, but Ryan Gravenberch had to go off after in, inside a half an hour. Yeah, which that's when Joe Jogo came on. Joe Gomez and Simicas, I think, were the only legit senior players who were who were on the bench for yeah. Liverpool in that game. Yeah, they were. Connor Bradley moves to play right wing. Now, I know, like, oh, you're still running up and down the flank, but... It's not I, the same, yeah. Maybe he did in the youth system. I don't know. I don't know if he's played there before. But also, you move Elliot from right wing to right number eight and McAllister from right number eight to left number eight. So one player... Has a knock-on effect. You move, actually, four different players in four different positions, which is not ideal. Right. Which, and again, because people have different... I mean... <laughs> It's not just a question of where you're playing on the pitch. It's also your characteristics and what you do. Elliot yeah. has played in midfield before, sure, but you know McAllister has spent most of his Liverpool time having to play in front of the back four. So he's again moving to another position. We might be closer to his natural position. Everything gets rearranged. Yeah, yeah, the combinations. I mean, these these things have an effect. Yeah, yeah massively. Uh, should I say they've been sent off? Hundred percent. I, I I mean we saw. Um, <laughs> I think Maguire getting a yellow card this weekend for something similar. We saw who got sent off for a second yellow for something like that, for similar stamping. I, I don't think Aicido means it. He's just late, and he's just late on Gravenberch's ankle, and that's it. And I just I was a bit surprised that 
It was unchecked. I was surprised that nothing happened. And I th- so where I was sat... Well, they called the foul, but they didn't, give, they didn't book him. No. And then Klopp, who must have seen it on his... On, now every staff has their iPad right. with the screen, who clearly had seen it on the screen, was going mad at the referee, saying, like, you see on his foot, you see, and he, he kept going like that, and he kept going like that with his arm, and again, on his foot. And, then, and he was just like, yeah. And no, nothing checked, nothing. So when you say he, he didn't mean it, I also wonder what's he doing because he's also turning. He's turning away as he does it. Yeah. Right? So, don't you think he's going to put pressure and then just he's just late and then turns and? I would have thought from that position you're not going to actually win the ball on a tackle, but you might be able to block the clearance. And yeah. I would have thought that's what he's doing, but 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 you're so uncoordinated. I mean, I know. that's intelligent really thing to do. And then to turn away while you do it. Yeah. I. I I mean, all right, all right, there's a lot that can be said about Caicedo's season. He had a couple better games yeah, recently, recently, but he's also kind of somewhat, somewhat regressing. Um, so, I mean, I think that needs to be put into the context yeah, of the game. Completely. The disallowed goal, I can live with that. I know people don't. I don't know it was the right decision, but the, the, the one where, where, where Endo pushes. What, what was your take? So, so I think the Chelsea one, I think he's slightly offside. I know the line doesn't look great and it doesn't look yeah, like... Yeah, that one is anyway. so close. But. Um, so, when the referee has to go and see the screen, I'm like, okay, this can't be... So, it's announcing as checking offside. Yeah. If it's, it's, it's either offside or onside, but this, the referee doesn't have to go and check the screen for offside, right? Right. They, they draw the line, they say to him, he's on, he's off. No, he was so, obviously called to judge whether Endo, Endo was interfering, was interfering with or not and, and where he was. And yeah, he's blocking. He's clearly blocking Colwell. To be fair, from the first minute, and especially where I was sat the first half when Liverpool were attacking on towards the side of I was in the stadium, the marking from Chelsea was all over the place. So we ended up with Gusto and Van Dijk. I mean, please <laughs> come on. We had Chilwell on Konate, and even Van Dijk. At some point, we had Chilwell. In between Van Dijk and Konate, with Konate saying to Robertson and McAllister, who were on the on the one free kick, hit hit Konate behind me because Chilwell so will have. Was me. he playing some weird hybrid system? Mm-hmm. I, I, so I didn't they know were they were zonal marking. From well, it looked at time they were zonal marking and then man marking and then only man marking and then a bit of everything, and I was just like lost. So even before the first Van Dijk goal. You could see that they were all over the place in terms of marking and their defensive line on free kicks and white, white free kicks and corners. And then on the end of foul, okay, maybe Colwell is following Van Dijk. I'm not even actually sure that's the case. But yeah, it looks like he's preventing him from running. And if yeah. he was in an offensive so position. So you're okay with the call? Maybe, yeah. Um, which brings us back to Pochettino in extra time. Uh, you pointed out that Mudrik, Madueke, and. Um, and, uh, and Kunku all came on late. I, I actually thought, I mean, Kunku kind of came on around just after the hour mark, if, yeah. if I recall correctly. I thought he actually brought better things to Chelsea um, when he came on. Yeah. And I I go back to this, you know, my thoughts on Nico Jackson. We, we, we saw the game before where Nico Jackson started wide when he experimented with that. Yeah. I think you have to get Nkunku on the pitch if he's fit from the, from the first minute. I agree. Because but even when he came on, he put him wide. He played wide and Nico Jackson played centrally. Chelsea he, cannot go anywhere, Gab, without a number nine. Or something that gets Without a good closer. number nine. Nico Jackson yeah. is a number nine, but he's not... He's not he, a, I'm not even sure he's a nine. He's a wide player that's put there. I would rather Nkunku every day, even if he's not a pure nine, but at least he's getting you closer to a nine than Nico Jackson will ever be. In the first half, you... There was nothing that Chelsea could do to attack with... So, let's say, for example, I mean, there's a couple of times where they, they play... A, it's not even a long ball. They play a ball in the air to him. He's got Van Dijk behind him. He, he cannot hold the ball up. So, already, all the, the benefit that can bring you having a number nine there. So, you play the ball to him. He, holds, he controls it. He holds it up. Everybody pushes on. And from that on, you start building your attack and everything. That... Cannot happen with Nico Jackson. Impossible. So, yeah, he could run in behind. But as we saw yesterday, that rarely happens. And the, the one moment where Sterling had that chance in the first half, Nico is in the centre, Gallagher crosses the ball, bad touch from Sterling. Anyway, the one time where he can run in behind, he's offside. So he can't even make it. Even if he's slightly offside, he's offside. His run was not good enough to stay onside. Apart from that, he brought you nothing. 
but he is your center forward. He, you had two center forwards, Armando Broja leaves, and this is the guy who's left. This I is the just, reality. I, I, and it's mind-boggling. You know, I, I actually thought when Broja left, I said, ah, he's going to have a plan where he's going to play Palmer and Kunku at center forward, do some sort of movement-based thing. But no, it's still freaking Nico Jackson. It's ridiculous. Which is what... Which is what's difficult. The coach wanted a nine in January, and clearly the club could not, didn't want to. Yeah, because he wants, he wants, he wants, he wants. He wants for a reason, Gab. He wants because he knows okay, that. Okay, you know what? It's harder with your nine. Why don't you pick up a newspaper once in a while? Sorry, pick up a newspaper. Scroll, <laughs> navigate to a website, open an app once in a while, and notice that the team spent a billion. And there is something called profit and sustainability rules. No, no, no. And I so, know. and so, this I want, I want, I want. No, no, you had one. I know. You make it work with him. You knew the situation when you took over. I cannot stand these situations where people I want, I want. No, I understand. But you if took you're the job. Manager, you say, okay, we're doing here the show. You know, we need a second producer. You're going to say, oh, we need a producer with producer Freddie, right? You're going okay. to say, like, this is what we need. Right, and then I say, we can't afford one. Okay, fine. So we're <laughs> stuck with, with producer Freddie. So if I decide, to, if I take the job, I work with producer Freddie and I don't get my second producer. And look, by the way, like, I gave Mourinho a really hard time about this. I really like Poch. I'm going to, I have to give Poch a hard time about this either. You can't yeah, go. Yeah. I no. mean, I have more no, respect no, no. I, in this situation for Eric Ten Hag, who says, oh, there was no need to sign another forward, despite the fact that, you know, they, they, they have Hoyland, who's a kid, and, and Martial, who's a croc, uh, and, and say, oh, no, there was no need. Oh, I still believe there was no need, right? I don't think he believes that. He's not a moron. He, no, he doesn't no, no, believe no, that. I know. But you have to, you either embrace the project or you don't embrace the project. Um, final point. Uh, just just to wrap this, I know it's being a little bit mischievous and people love looking at clips on television, drawing conclusions. Pochettino needs this business now with the Boley thing when they went up to receive the thing. When, yeah. Isn't the media being too intrusive or did it strike you as weird as... It's, I find it really strange. I, I mean, it's not that I find it strange. You go up the stairs and you go up to collect your your losing medal. Right. You know the bull is there. You know that everybody at the, from the club hierarchy would be there, right? And if, if somebody's not there, you would, have, you would have known before, so, so, right. and so is there, so, so, and so could not make it, or right. whatever. You know exactly, and you know where they are even. And when you walk, yes, there's a lot of people in that stand, but you see them. And yet he walks past Bowley. And at some point, Bowley takes his hand off his pocket. I don't know, he, he goes and on his face, he looks surprised. And then next to Boli is Ekbali. Ekbali shakes hands with Pochettino. I think Ekbali's son is next to him. He also gets a cuddle from Pochettino. And then that's it. One, that's not a good look. And I think Poch is far too smart to... He should not have made that mistake. And he's far too smart to understand why. Because of that. Because now he's going viral and say, look, he blanked one of our owners. They don't get on. Blah, blah, blah. And then even if there's a bit of truth in it, just shake his hand. Don't look at him. Just shake his hand. Even if you, if it's half-hearted, it doesn't matter. Do it. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a big deal, but we're talking about it because it's become a big deal because you're, you're, you're creating these stupid situations which just generate more tension exactly. and which are entirely avoidable. I nobody, you know, nobody wants you to be smiling when you go up there. But you know it's a ritual. You've lost cup finals before. Yeah. You go up. Shake hands, get out of there. You know, they'll say better luck next time or whatever. And then you have your inquest later behind closed doors. But to not, I, again, I, to have people, and I don't think he's right. I, I think he just didn't see him. He was in his own mind. I don't know. He was no, thinking maybe, about his Churrasco. I don't know what he was thinking about. But you know he's going to be there. asked now the next game before. Exactly. And he's going to say, oh, no, I didn't see him. We, we get which, which might be the truth. Which might be the but truth. you've created right. exactly. another negative story surrounding your club. And you are the face of the club. Because guess what? Boli and Igbali, they never speak, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the other, the directors of football, Stuart, Win Stanley, these guys don't speak. The only person representing the club who speaks is you. Yeah. And now you have to answer this. And, and you don't need that. So it's six, six Domestic Cup defeats in a row for Chelsea. For, for, for a club that had a winning DNA for so long. One, is this worrying? I know the different time, different team, different managers, different oppositions, anything you want. But it's still a proper like losing curse or whatever you want to call it. It is. And to be fair to Bowley, I'll be fair to Bowley, it started, that run started under Roman Abramovich. Yeah, true, true. true. Okay. All right. Before the game, I was pitch side for uh, the radio show that I did, all of that. And I saw Jesus Perez who is Poch's assistant. Yeah, JP! Me, who gave me a big hug. 
And he said, you okay? I said, yeah, you okay? He said, yeah, so how are you feeling? And he, says, he said to me, oh, I feel good, but now it's a player's game, right? As in, I think he meant, like, we did our, we did our bit now, it just came yeah, out of the channel of the dressing room. Yeah. Now it's for the boys. Is it, though? Because when you get two extra time... Yeah, it's not the players who decide the substitutions. It's not the players who decide, hey, let's stop playing now and let's play for, for penalties and hope that Petrovic is better than Kelleher or that our penalty takers are better than theirs. When, by the way, Liverpool have a pretty good record on penalties against Chelsea and in cup finals. Yeah, but that's Liverpool. That's not Liverpool's D team. No, true. Right. true. Very true. Very true. And those kids might have come. But I thought... When when we had a uh, little hug, I didn't think too much about oh, it's, a, it's the players' game right. now. After I thought it made a lot of sense that well, it is to a certain extent the players' game. At some point, the manager and his coaching staff, you know, have a big part to play in games like this one. Yeah, and and I think on this one, um, yeah, I don't think Pochettino will look back on this one fondly. There you go. I said it in a in a very nice, polite, very nice way. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com gab. Just go to Indeed.com gab. Gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Gab. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, enough Carabao Cup. How about, see, I said the sponsor's name. How about that? I think it's the first time this season. How about some quick hits instead? <laughs> Let's go, Gab. Jules, you suggested in the last show that Thomas Tuchel might get sacked yeah. straight away if Bayern lost at home to Leipzig. Instead, they get a last-minute Harry Kane winner, just like he planned. Yeah. By the way, that takes uh, Kane Soto to 27 and 23 games. So, club strategy is working. Well, I'm not sure if it's working because I thought for most of that game, it didn't look great. I mean, what I liked is that maybe Tuchel thing like, you know what, I can do whatever I want. Kimmich, right back, now. <laughs> and I don't well, want to hear from you. To be fair, Masrawi and Bowie were both Yeah, were both I know. Out, but. but still, you know, and maybe he's just thinking, nah, you know, I can take on... I take off anybody I want when I want a bit like Chris Enrique is doing with yeah. Mbappe which we're going to mention later on the show I don't know I, they were not great that first half was one of the worst first half I mean it was 45 minutes of my life that I would never get back <laughs> second half was better slightly better they got a win in the end I think a draw would have probably been fair yeah Sesco had, a, Sesco had some chances yeah I mean, sort of came, two but... massive New York saves yeah. in the second half so not perfect but at least at least they won more Bayern Xabi Alonso says that he's not thinking about the next step in his career Gab which is kind of we expected him to say but do you believe him no you don't believe I, him? I, I don't believe him for I don't believe him for one second don't it's, think he's just focused on Leverkusen for now no there's no such thing I mean there, there's <laughs> no honestly why because the, the Liverpool job is open yeah and he knows that um, and the Bayern job as well yeah and look, both I, his if By the way, on the buying job front, I've said this for many years, going back to, to, I think it was Leverkusen at the time, I don't know if it was Heinkes or whoever, like, this is completely messed up, what happens in Germany, where Bayern just sacked, it, it seems to happen every couple of years, right? Team sacks their manager in, uh, in, in mid-season, and they go to a direct rival, yeah. and because the guy has to commit or whatever, I mean, this is, it, it, it's so, it's so could, odd. It could be another Nagelsmann where they pay Leverkusen 25 million, like they did to Leipzig, to get Xavi Alonso. But it's so odd that it happens during the season with a direct rival. Yeah. I mean, they're eight points clear. They're not 80 points clear. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, no, I don't, I don't believe him. I think, I think he must have. He, he, he must be thinking. Uh, but I think he's also weighing up the possibility of, of staying there and, have, and really giving it a go next season. You know, with a fit Victor Boniface all year long. Who knows, right? If you won the title then. I also think he knows. You can't. Yeah, if they win. Yeah, sure. But why not? Right I, now, and also, I, I think from his perspective, if I'm Chabi Alonso, I do not take the Bayern job 
um, I don't even consider it. Really? So do you think it's easier to follow Klopp at Liverpool right now than to take over Bayern after Tuchel? I think at Liverpool, and we're going to get to this later as well, I think at Liverpool you would be given time to do it. You would improve your skill set as a manager in a different league where you haven't you know, worked yet. He's worked in Spain, he's worked in Germany. Yeah. Um, at Bayern, you've seen that it's a snake pit. Well, yeah, look, I'm sorry. two years, you win two titles. He's almost guaranteed so to win the Bundesliga. So what? So what? you come so to what? England... It's worth nothing. It's worth nothing. It's, 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 it's worth very, very little. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Unless you win something progression as a manager. But what it might progression? Be a, it's, it's progression. Is he ready? He's got, he will have had one full season as a manager. Is it, do you think he might feel ready for oh, the no, Premier League to face Pep? Before, no? and, uh, sorry? There wasn't he at Real Sociedad for... We mean okay, like a yeah. proper team. Yeah. So one full season and he's ready for the Premier League. Pep Guardiola, Mikel Arteta. One full season and he's ready for Bayern and all the politics where you but win, the, where you win the, league the league and you get sacked. And you'll have the best team in the country, which won't be the case at Liverpool, especially if Salah and Van Dijk leave in the summer. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think he is thinking about it. I, all things being equal, I would definitely, um, I, I would definitely look at Liverpool. The other thing too is, you look like a complete villain if you go, if you go directly to Bayern now, right? Uh, yeah, but so I know people, people don't care it, like about it. We've seen Lewandowski do it. We've seen Neuer do it. We've seen so many people do it over the years. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe I just idolize Xabi Alonso a little bit too much. Arsenal beat up Newcastle four-one. Jules, I told you against certain opponents, this team works a lot better with it a big did. man up front and Georgie pulling the strings. That's very true. And Mikel Arteta agrees with me. And thought of you and I thought Georgie was amazing really in the game that was perfect and Havertz was good too Havertz was good too it was really good even uh, maybe the best game that he's had even if he missed that chance again but with him I think we can accept that he would score one and maybe miss two or so does Erling Haaland these that's days. the ratio exactly so not just Kai um, I think incredible in terms of intensity in terms of everything from Arsenal's point of view in that game Manchester City win away to Bournemouth, 1-0 as Phil Foden scores the only goal. And Gab, Erling Haaland is getting stick for missing more chances. He did miss more chances. Again? Again. He also has, was it 22 goals this season, something like that? Like, yeah. he's almost yeah, guaranteed no, to get to 30 goals this year. Uh, City are on this incredible, I think they've won 13 of 14, with, and then plus the other one was the draw with Chelsea. Yeah. They're top of the table, they're running. I, I wouldn't worry about this. I really would not be... Concerned and he's about back from this injury as well. Anyway. So, and he's back from injury, and also when he doesn't score, he does a lot of good things. It's three goals and seven since he comes back. It's not like it's no, no, true. one in twenty. So yeah, lay off the big man. Real Madrid down Sevilla 1-0 with some late heroics from Luka Modric who had just come on. Jules, you love your techers and I yeah. imagine when you were Modric's age Yeah, not that long ago. wasn't that long ago <laughs> um, you looked and played more like him than I did so I'll let you handle this one. <laughs> yeah, uh, outstanding goal coming off the bench again uh, which we know he's not happy with but the ball is in the air and then he controls it. For me the control is even better than the, the controller control is. is lovely. Yeah. But it's all about even the little kind of dummy with his body the control just after the bounce and the spin on the ball, which is not easy. And then the finish, incredible. And I love the celebration where all the players kind of carry him and he's there. We, we know this is the last season, really. He's 38. Uh, and I don't know where he will go if he goes back to Croatia, if he goes to Saudi Arabia. He could take a coaching role. That, that's also yeah, he'll take a coaching role, which is possible. But I think we need to enjoy him, you know, for for as long as it lasts and moments of brilliance of genius like this yeah, is they, very much that. They made a big deal of the fact I think only Danny Ceballos has played fewer minutes out of sort of Real Madrid's kind of first team yeah. midfielders. That may be true but the reality is he's still 38 years old which means that I think you have to budget his time on yeah, the pitch. Yeah, for sure. And if Kroos also plays, you, have, you really don't want to be playing them together anymore. So I think he can be a grown-up. He can understand it. He can play a really big role between now and the end of the season, especially if, given the situation uh, in central defense, Tromeni has to, has to play there yeah, more true, and more. That's true. So I think he can still play a big role It's this just, year. I guess, if it's your last season ever, I guess you always want to play as much as possible, which is not the case this season still. It's 38. Be realistic. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. And Sevilla had filed a complaint before the game regarding what they called harassment of referee Isidro Diaz de Mera, who's the referee that was refereeing the game, and his VAR, Gonzalo Fuertes, by Real Madrid TV, who do this a lot. 
uh, in the last few years when they put a video on Real Madrid TV of all the mistakes that referees mm. that w is about to referee them did made against Real Madrid. I think this is mad. And then obviously those referees disallowed Lucas Vasquez's goal uh, for a foul from Nitro earlier uh, when the score was still nil-nil. Does this mean that Real Madrid TV was correct? And do you think it's acceptable that kind of propaganda that they do on that channel? So I think the, the, the it was probably correctly struck off because yeah, you know it too. wasn't that far before possession never changed hands. I think this is absolutely horrible. Again, it's the second Mourinho reference of the show. I've called out Mourinho when you preemptively go and you say that. If if I have a part, if 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 producer Freddie is a party at, at his house and I go on social media and say, hey, I'm going to party at producer Freddie's house. Jules is going to be there. I hope Jules doesn't go and steal at producer Freddie's house. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, that's just not on. You're trying to influence these people preemptively uh, ahead of time. It's it's real low life behavior by Real Madrid TV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, they're owned by the club. I'm assuming all it takes would be Florentino Perez, or better yet, Jose Angel Sanz, who's a little bit more with it, to uh, Jose Sanchez rather, yeah. to pick up the phone and say, "Guys, cut it out." After the game, you want to slaughter the guy? That's fine. But to do so before the game so you no, can get into his head, so you can get the crowd predisposed against him, especially when you're playing, with all due respect, Sevilla, who, you know, other than the return of Sergio Ramos, they have nothing to shout nope. about. Yeah. I, this, is, this, this is not, this is really low. Yeah, this is really, really low. low. And also, they hadn't planned that he would get himself injured and would have to come off in the second in Yeah, they should have half. made a video about the other guy, too. <laughs> Alexi Wobi scores the winner in the seventh minute of injury time as Manchester United lose 2-1 at home yeah. to Fulham. Jules, not the best way to celebrate Jim Ratcliffe's coming out party. No, there's a few things that I want to say on this, Gabby. The first one is this was the birthday of Anthony on Saturday. He was turned 24th. So, worst, is, that, is that why he got to come on for, the worst for 55 seconds? 55 seconds, one touch. And it's not just so that. It's just that before coming on, in his position as a right winger... Ten Hag plays young Forson, who'd never started with United before. And then takes him off after takes seven off. minutes and second half to put on Ericsson. To put Ericsson on. And then Garnacho moves to the right-hand side, still no Anthony. Then Bruno Fernandes moves to the right-hand side, still no Anthony. <laughs> then Ahmad Diallo comes on, still no Anthony. And then when Anthony comes on for 55 seconds, it's on the other side. I mean, I think there's no way back from that. The, the thing that... Uh, bothered me the most of that is that after the game Ten Hag said we deserve to win we were the better team and like, we've said that before on the show about Ten Hag Ten Hag needs to stop to be in denial about things because this is not telling the truth they were not the better team they didn't deserve to win they were lucky to get that Maguire goal after Would, the big can, can we show some love for Maguire by the way? what for diving in on, on Adama Traore on the second goal? No, for, for, no, 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 no on, on the goal he keeps the ball in come on there's no way you, you, you assumed when he puts in that cross when you were watching it, you said, I am yeah. sure he's going to fall over the ball and the ball's going to go out for a goal kick, right? Instead, he keeps the ball in, he delivers a good cross, and from that, they eventually score. From that, Leno gifts him a goal by, yeah, and, okay. I mean, oh, my nan would have stopped that shot. But if he hadn't kept the ball in play, that would have never Right, happened. okay. Why is he diving in on Adama Traore? Well, stop picking I know he's on a yellow card. Don't dive in. He goes in. First, he loses the ball. Then he dives in. Then after that, it's too late because he's got a caravan behind him, the trailer, and then Adama is Adama. I don't know. For me, United are 1-1. Ten Hag should have said to the players, hey, we, we're very lucky to be in this position. Let's keep the draw. Let's sit deep for two minutes or five minutes, and then that's it. Yeah. Instead, oh, they went all over the place. They tried to attack to win. The, I mean, come on. And by the way, I've heard people talk about, oh, all the people who were missing for Manchester United. Uh, let's count them. The ones who matter. Hoyland, Lisandro, Luke Shaw. Who was missing and for Fulham? And then you Fulham? lose Casemiro as well. You lose Casemiro through injury. Okay, it's fine. But he, 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 uh, who was missing for Fulham? Palinha. Palinha, who I think is arguably more important to Fulham than any Manchester United yeah. player is to Manchester United. Willian and, Willian and Raul Jimenez. Worst players. Same. But then Fulham's the yeah. worst team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Milan are held 1-1 at home by Atalanta as Rafael Leo scores a wonder goal and my Bolivier Giroud concedes a penalty. Gab, what did you make of it? I thought Milan played really, really well. I thought Leao had one of his best games in a Milan shirt. When he talks about... I'm not... The goal... Unbelievable, right? But you ah, know, incredible. He, he can do stuff like incredible. that. Go check it out. Go check the highlights. But he works so hard off the ball too. This is exactly yeah. what I've been asking him to do. Not always. To, no, not no. Always. But in this game, more than he ever has. Yeah, To be, be more involved. Don't just be like the guy who stands up there and, you know, we'll wait for something to happen. Um, Giroud... Those penalties, for, for those that haven't seen it, a typical penalty where you go to clear the ball and then somebody nips in ahead of you. That you don't see coming. You yeah. don't see coming. 
those are given as penalties. That, that, yeah. That's the reality in the modern game. Maybe they shouldn't yeah. be. By the way, the guy at home, he gets kicked. Just, just, to, just to show that it's not just in, in, those of us who have vowels at the end of names, yeah. uh, of our names who cheat a little bit. He gets kicked in the arm, and then he falls over holding his head. I mean, come on, yeah. grow up. Yeah. Paris Saint-Germain go a goal down at home to Rennes. Uh, Luis Enrique takes off Kylian Mbappe, Ooh. and Gonzalo Ramos wins and converts a penalty deep in injury time to rescue a point. Jules, Lucio living a little dangerously, no? Yeah, I mean, to be fair to him, he, he was asked, obviously, after the game, and he said, you know what, soon he won't be there anymore, mm -hmm. Mbappe, so we need to start getting ready now to play without him, which, it makes sense, it's, a, it's pretty obvious to, to say mm -hmm. that. Do you have more chances to win with Kylian in your team when you're 1-0 down against Rennes? Won the goal by Amin Guiri, by the way, for Rennes, if you haven't seen Tremendous it. Tremendous goal. one of the goals of the weekend. And, and also, but also Rennes only shot on target. Yeah, yeah, true. Okay. True, true, true. But PSG, I mean, it was a big dive from Gonzalo Ramos to get that penalty. That never been a penalty, <laughs> massive. Like the Julien Stéphane, the uh, Rennes manager, saying like, this is a big team penalty that they get, right? The big teams usually. Lautaro Martinez scores his 100th and 101st goal as Inter roll past Lecce away. 4-0, that's in Serie A goals, only Serie A. God, they've won 10 games in a row and have lost just twice all season in all competitions. They're getting the respect that they deserve, do you think? Okay, I'm in two minds about it. So, you know, Simone Inzaghi is doing a fantastic job and everything. Um, they, people are, are asking, I was asked on the show, are they playing the best football in Europe right now? Blah, blah, blah. Why aren't they second favorites in the Champions League? Yeah, Manchester we, City? we said before. Yeah, so I think they haven't always played well. First of all, they haven't played that many big teams in Europe. Um, other than the Atletico game, yeah, I don't think they've really dominated against another big big team. The yeah, game, yeah, they only yeah. won one nil. I think these are generally the reasons why. So, look, who cares about the respect? You get the respect when you play and you advance, and they have a chance to do that now. Yeah, um, and I think that's what matters. I shouldn't be when we worried about oh, nobody's saying we're the second best team in the world. No, because you're probably not. You're probably fourth, fifth best team in the Champions yeah. League. That's the reality, yeah. as I see it. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million dollar stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash gabjewels, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash g-a-b-j-u-l-s now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash gabjewels. Barcelona beat El Getafe 4-0 to move past Girona, at least until this evening when they take on Rayo. Jules, I thought this was one of their best, most stress-free home performances of the season. It was helped by Getafe being dreadful, playing with a high line. Getafe high line I know. <laughs> exploited so well, Rafinha with his first goal. So well done, but they will be tougher opponents soon. Juventus did it the Juventus way against Frosinone Gabi with a late, late goal. Uh, yeah, there's, there's no reason to, for this, right? They, they, you, you go a goal up, Vlaovic scores, he gets two goals, he's got eight goals already in 2024. Everything's going swimmingly, you figure, manage the game. They stop no. playing then. They stop playing, he gets back to 2-2, and then that's this usual narrative, oh, look, you know, we're so tough because we get the late goals. No, if you score in the seventh minute of injury time yeah. uh, against Frosinone, well done, Rugani, yeah. it shows that you did something wrong before that. Yeah. Borussia Dortmund are at it again, Jewel. Slapstick defending in the 3-2 home defeat to Hoffenheim. And they miss a golden chance with Leipzig losing the day before yeah. to consolidate their place in the top four. Every week for the last four weeks, maybe, we said the same thing. Oh, they had a chance. They had an opportunity to... And then they just wasted. They bottled it. I mean, this game, Hoffenheim are not a very good team. And you're there. You know, Hoffenheim had won one game since early December. One game. But, it, I mean, we've said about Terzic, 
I don't think he's a bad coach. I think his management skills are good. It seems like the players are like, well, most of them like him. But there's clearly, there's a problem. If you can't get consistency in your team, no. in the performances, even one half to another, and, which is usually their problem. And it's I your veteran players. It's, it's Emre Sean and Schlotterbeck. I mean, just even for the first goal, right? I don't know if you're going you're gonna to blame Emre Sean for his hospital pass. I mean, you're going to blame Schlotterbeck with having the reactivity of, 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 of a rock. Yeah, right? or a snail. I mean, or, 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 or the counter. Where nobody the, puts in a tackle? I know. I mean, I don't know. That's not on Terzic, but again, it's the it's the message. It's why you transmit to your dressing room. They're yeah. like they're not aggressive. They're just nothing, man. No. I don't know. It's, I find it really strange. Atletico Madrid draw two two despite being two 0 up with Almeria away and Gab. We have a Luca Romero siding. Okay, so first of all, I got to say this about Almeria. I, I tweeted it out. Uh, I challenge our football historians out there. I challenge you to come up with a better, to, 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 to prove me wrong when I say that there is no team in the history of football yeah. that is winless after 26 games that is better than Almeria. This is the greatest winless team <laughs> after 26 games in history by Why far. Why should we be ranking the level of the really bad teams? I, because they're not I know, really they're bad. They're playing really good. They've, they've, they've been really good against Girona, really good against Atletico now. They were good against Barcelona. They were good against Real Madrid. Yeah, I think I the club as well, they drew with them. I, I, I don't know how it's possible that they have not won a game. And on Luca Romero, for those who don't remember, he's a guy who made his debut in La Liga at 15. Uh, he was the either the guy. youngest guy ever or the youngest yeah, yeah. guy in like you know recent years, whatever. And he's got that... He's got that very kind of 1970s Argentine uh, haircut, even though yeah. he's part Argentine, part Mexican as well. Um, and then he disappears, right? He he just doesn't kick on. He he goes to Lazio, does you know shows flashes, can't get can can just can't doesn't ever start. Goes to Milan, never gets it done. Now Milan sent him on loan to Almeria. First start, scores two goals and you one lovely one. Yeah, well you like that? You yeah. like the one with for no reason, no possible reason other than he can. He hits it with the outside yeah. of his boot. Beautiful. Why would you do that? Other uh, than you can. Yeah, just because you can. Exactly. <laughs> because you're that just good. Because that you're that good. <laughs> this was way back on Friday, but Bayer Leverkusen beat Mainz 2-1, and Granit Xhaka scared the bejesus out of Xavi Alonso by pretending he injured himself with his goal celebration. So good. Jules, were you amused? So it happened before. It's been done before, so it's not the first one. And if you don't I, know... I don't remember celebrity situations where people pretend they're injured. But yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Brazil, I think. I think okay. Kubo might have done something similar maybe too. Oh. So great goal to start with early in the game that set by Leverkusen even if they were not flamboyant again and they haven't played great in the last few weeks anyway apart from the Bayern game uh, and then it looks like he did his hamstring on the shot and he was so early in the game he hit the ball so hard so hard and so then he's, he's holding his hamstring and everybody's from the bench especially but Frimpong is clearly in the he's in on the joke yeah on the joke because Frimpong is doing the same and then it's actually a dance and then Xabi Alonso goes because the medical staff was about to go <laughs> yeah, on the pitch and Xavi goes like, whoa. Uh, I mean, 36 games? I mean, I've lost count even, unbeaten this season. It's just they, they, They're going at, crazy. An, at an incredible pace this year. I think they'll either come close to beating the record or beat the record. Yeah. I would assume, and, and this is why Bayern fans don't lose hope, as I made the point before, I would assume they're going to take, inevitably, and maybe we're already seeing it, they can't play at this pace. And no, they will drop more points, for sure. They will drop more yeah, points, yeah, which, sure. is, which is makes the buying situation even more absurd why you would do what you did. Yeah, exactly. Napoli considered an equaliser to Cagliari in the sixth minute of injury time, ruining Francesco Calzona's debut, or league debut, certainly. Gav, is this where they say goodbye to all their hopes of qualifying for the Champions League next season? Well, not unless they win it, of course. Um, yeah, so they're ninth in the table. They're, they're nine points from fifth place. Italy will probably get five places in the Champions League just because we're better. You're that um, good, yeah. You're that good. Um, there's 13 games to go. Uh, even in this game, they take the lead with, with, with Osimen, who's possibly offside, actually, when he scores, but yeah. I, I don't know. Um, and then it's just 96 minutes, big ball over the top, right? Jean Jesus, he just like freezes and the guy, Lumumba, gets in behind him. It just makes no sense whatsoever. No sense People are saying, oh, it's a mental problem. It's a mental block. I mean, I think the mental it's block just a mistake. is in De Laurentiis' head. Yeah, yeah. it's a massive mistake. Um, and Juan Jesus hasn't been good this season at all. I, 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 I think focus on just understanding what went wrong. Focus on next season. Maybe you can sneak into the Europa League, but Champions League, no. Ain't no, going to happen. I agree. 
Aston Villa aren't going away, Jules. They beat Nottingham Forest 4-2. And while fifth place Tottenham Hotspur do have a game in hand, they're also five points back. Show Emery some yeah. love, please, because yeah, you know definitely. I'm not going to do but it. We also said that it was a slow start of 2024 and they were not good at the start of the year. And now it looks like, certainly that game, that fitness-wise, they were back at their best in terms of the intensity and the way they pressed Nottingham Forest. Scoring early helps you, of course. And even if you consider two goals, which is at home for them quite, quite unusual, let's say, they could have scored more than four. I mean, Bailey was outstanding. Watkins was great. Douglas Luiz, again. Two goals. Two goals. Beautiful, too. So I really hope that they stay in the top four because I think it would be really cruel on them if they were to f- kind of fall out in the last, you know, the last five games of the season or something because the work that they've put on they deserve to finish top four, top five, if England gets the, the fifth place in the Champions League as well. Gab, let's do some trolling now. In April 2021, Real Madrid president Florentino Perez announced the Super League and said, we are on the brink of room. Without a Super League by 2024, we'll be dead. How dead are they? <laughs> yes, yeah, so, sorry, Florian. Well, that's so unnecessary to put this question there. No, no, because I, I, somebody kind of like reminded me of this quote. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. You're so, you're so dead. Three years on, yeah. You know, you've won a Champions League in that, in that period. You've, um, you're, you're top of the league. Yeah. You've managed to finance your stadium with the roof and yeah. all the other crap, which will bring you even more money. Yeah. You're about to, you will likely sign Kylian Mbappe, and who is probably the, the or undoubtedly, you're going to sign him to one of the biggest contracts in the world. Yeah. That's Alfonso how dead, Davis seems on his way as well. Possibly Fonzie as yeah. well. That's how dead you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I joke. I understand the arguments, pro, con. At some point, what bugs me is if you were going to make a Super League argument, you have to make it based on facts. Not based on, oh, but it was COVID in 2021 and whatever, all these other, you know, you can bring all this stuff up. But you have to bring an argument based on facts and research, and then you can support and make an argument for the Super League or against you can't come out with these bombastic, these bombastic uh, we said nonsense. At the time. I'm sure we said it at the time. Yeah, no. And then now you know that he said something for effect. And I don't know. I, I Florentino's too smart yeah. to believe what he said. Definitely. He said it for effect. And so I say, shame on all our colleagues on the media and shame on all the fans who said, oh, but Florentino said we're going to go bankrupt if we don't have the Super League tomorrow. Because yeah. it's nonsense. That's nonsense. <laughs> Atleti Bilbao get Nico Williams foolishly sent off in the first half yeah. and fall 3-1 away to Betis. Jules Betis away is a tough out, but this is a big blow to the Champions League hopes. It is massive, especially with Atletico, Atletico Madrid dropping points too. And Girona only playing uh, on Monday night. You know what? I commentated on the two Betis game against Dinamo Zagreb in Europe and they were terrible. They were dreadful. They were knocked out and they deserved to be. And I never saw this 3-1 defeat coming for Athletic Club because I thought they're going to go there even away and just going to be the better side. Especially not having played on Thursday like Betis had. Yeah, it's hard to play more than a half with 10 men. You know, I know. But, but he only has himself that, to even, blame. Even when they were 11 against 11, I don't think they were that much superior anyway. He only has himself to blame. Yeah, this because is what the bugs second me. yellow, so first yellow is for the foul. That's a very yeah. soft foul. And then he sits soft there and applauds yellow. the referee. Yeah, so you for can't descent, do that. I know. You, I know. you can't do this. Hopefully we learn from it. And Gab, in that game, assistant referee Guadalupe Porras had to be substituted after she ran into a camera. You've been watching football for a long time. Have you ever seen anything like this before? And between that and the Real Madrid game, where we said already that the referee got injured, injured himself and had to be subbed off, have we ever seen the same weekend in the same league, two referees being subbed off? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love it. I Surely not. It. Some analytics nerds, some stats guy coming out and telling us what the chances of this happening are. I think it's incredible. No, I've never seen anybody running into a camera. <laughs> but I have to say, and look, this is all magnified by the fact that she's one of the few women match yeah. officials in, in the men's game. It shouldn't be the assistant referee's job to watch where they're going, right? There has to be a clear path yeah. at all times for them to do their job because they're supposed to literally be looking yeah, at the Yeah, and be focused on the pitch, nothing, so, else, nothing else. Yeah, whatever Muppet with a camera, dude, understand there's an assistant referee on your side. You have to stay out of them because they can't see you. Yeah. Simple as. Yeah. Jean-Louis Gasset. Oh. It is Jean-Louis. It's not Jean-Marc. Jean-Louis, Jean-Louis It's Gasset. not Jean-Roger. That's right, no? Jean-Louis. Uh, and Marseille, they win again, 4-1 against Montpellier. So much for all those guys making I fun know. of them, saying he was old, he was his assistant referee, Joe blah, Biden. blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, Joe Biden indeed, huh? Spring and Joe Biden, amazing. 
I'm Montpellier by team and Jean-Louis Gasset, by the way, I think I mentioned that to you in the last show. Jean-Louis Gasset's dad, he's the founder of the Montpellier Football yeah. Club. So it was a very special occasion for him and the Gasset family overall, even if his dad is not alive anymore. I, I think, sorry, I'm, how old would his dad be? <laughs> yeah, no, I know, but he still, okay. he could have had him at 20 and he was yeah. 90. No, his dad is not with us anymore, which is a, a sad, of course, but Jean-Louis Gasset and his team in a back three, but a bit hybrid with Ismail Assad as a right back. I mean, great. They played great. Uh, we need a strong Marseille in Ligue 1. Ismail Assad as what? As a fullback? Yeah, as a yeah, right wing back. And wow. he actually had his best game for Marseille, Iliman Ndiaye, the former Sheffield United player, scored. So after beating Shakhtar on Thursday to qualify, and they will face Villarreal and the former manager, Marcelino, in Europe. Another big, big win for them. They hadn't won for two months in the league. So well done, Jean-Louis Gasset. Let's hope it continues for him, really. We, we wish Reno, him the best, even if he's a Marseille coach. You know. I bet Rino Gattuso's loving this. Three years after his international retirement, guess who's back? Tony Cruz will play for Germany at the Euros. Is this a good idea? Yeah, the German version of Slim Shady. Look, um, you know, I trust in Julian. Um, yeah? okay. I think given what a shambles Germany have been, now obviously... Do I want Tony Cruz if I'm going to play some insane high-tempo game and have him run over the pitch? No. That's not possible. So. But it's not possible That's with his with him. So if he has him back, presumably he's there. Uh, I think he's going to be there to play. Yeah. Uh, maybe well, not yeah. an automatic decision, but he's not coming back just to be, you know, a Nagelsmann's assistant. I think it says a lot about Nagelsmann and his view on players. One of the criticisms is that, like, oh, he doesn't like older players. He's all about, you know, the high-energy kids and stuff like that. Um, I think Nagelsmann's had time off to think, to study yeah. football, to refine his views. And if he wants Kroos to be a part of it, the guy is undoubtedly a winner. He still has quality. And if you use him in the right way, he can contribute. And look, by the way... But Who? how would you use him then? Well, you know... So in the midfield three, in midfield two, what, you play him and Kimmich? Him, Goreska, Kimmich? I need to figure it out. I just don't want Gundogan on the pitch. <laughs> oh, that's a bit harsh. What? No, I, I, don't, harsh. I don't like the dude relative okay. to Kroos. So, yeah. Um, I just it's think it's question. interesting because it's easy to say, okay, he's coming back, the experience, the play that he... Okay, right. But where? How do you play him? You know what? I plan on answering that question for you ahead of the Euros in a couple months. Because right now, honestly, I have no idea how the pieces of this German I don't think Nagelsmann either. Fit to, no, but he's, he's, he's leaving his options open, yeah, yeah. which is the right thing to do. I mean, frankly, I don't even know. Like, do you, do, does he really want to play back three? I, I don't know. With, with, given the options that he has? Um, I, I have no, no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Fulkrug? Should he be part of the plan? Yeah, no, I think there's um, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of questions. Over that team, yeah. Kareem Benzema has hit out at what he calls the, quote, liars. Ah, Kareem who, the dream. Who say he is unhappy in Saudi Arabia and that he has issues with Marcelo Gallardo. Jules, why does the entire French media continuously lie about us. Kareem the dream? No, I think, listen, time, why, time why, is, why are your lies? time is about peace now. He's back in the team. He scored a non-goal the other day, but he also was a big part of his team winning. He plays, he's happy. There was a time where he was not happy when he was not playing. No players would be happy if they don't play, right? Whoever is the manager. Yeah, I bet he was really unhappy when he was stuck in Mauritius due to the uh, storm. The storm, he could he not travel. But then he came back. Yeah, and There's I worse places to be stuck. Gallardo you know? didn't think he was fit enough to play. I think Karim would disagree with that, but it's fine. Nice playing again, he's happy. If you, if you, you know, if you could not do the show, you would not be happy, right? So he was, so, so basically, they're not liars because they were telling the truth because he was unhappy at the time. But now he's happy and everything's fine again. Well, now he's playing. So obviously he's happier because he's playing. Okay, but he's still in Saudi. The, the accusation was that he didn't like being in Saudi. Yeah, I mean, he wanted to leave. He knows that. But he has to call for peace now. So right. this is my Karim at his best, you know, making sure like peace is there. Lundin Nagelsmann, that we talked already about, gave a long interview in Germany in which he said that Bayern appointed him to change things, but they don't give coaches any time for it. I mean, look, I'm tempted to say thank you, Captain Obvious, but yeah. sometimes what? Things are obvious because they're true. Um, you cannot go and change a club culture immediately, or unless you're Pep Guardiola, where he did it pretty darn quickly when he was appointed at Bayern. Yeah, yeah. But basically at this club, because you keep sacking, so it's like four of the last five managers in midseason. And then they yeah, all won titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that is the issue. And if you're going to bring in Nagelsmann, you have to commit to the whole shebang. This is why, going back to, 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 to Chabi Alonso, 
I would think once, twice, three, four, five, six, seven times before I do that. Now, maybe Max Abril, when he comes in, he's going to convince and seduce Chabi Alonso. But Max will be the new guy there, too. Yeah. And he's going to have to deal with, with, with all the, 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 the gray men in the background yeah. and, and the Hamans and the Mateuses yapping from the outside and whatever. So I don't know how he's going to do it. Because you know what, Max? Hey, it's great. You're doing it at Red Bull because nobody notices and nobody cares. <laughs> because you don't, you know, uh, you do it at Bayern. You're in, you're in the major leagues. It's yeah. a big show. Yeah, yeah So for all these reasons, Nagelman also said something else, which we've said before as journalists, but I think it's always good to remind everybody. He said, and I quote, what is communicated to the outside world after a separation, or sacking in his case, has little to do with reality. And this happens all yeah, the time. Yeah, but tell the truth then. Well, you should tell the truth. Because, because the because side we had was from Bayern leaking stuff. So tell us, come to the but show, Julian. Lawyers, yeah, Julian, you're always invited. But you no, know, because lawyers probably have him ratcheted up in some kind of non-disclosure where he can't yeah, talk about true, this maybe, and that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, this is this is the fact of the matter. But we see this all, the, and I feel bad, even when people who you know kind of think probably deserve to be relieved of duty so that somebody else can be given a chance. Like I guarantee you, if Ten Hag gets fired or Pochettino gets fired, you want to make you you want to make a bet that the next day there's going to be stories everywhere about all the stupid things they did. Like there were for Ragnick, yeah. for Van Hal, for everybody who came before them, for, 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 for Mourinho. It, it happens at every club. Yeah, 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 for sure. And we take this as gospel. No, you're only getting one side. Yeah, that Please remember true. that. Yeah. Uh, let's talk Women's Nations League. Yay! France are through to the final with a 2-1 win over Germany. Great win, Gabby. Friday night, I was in France as well. 30,000 fans at the uh, Groupama Stadium in Lyon, which is the highest for a women's game in France for the national team outside of when we played the World Cup on home soil, for example, in 2019. Amazing. Uh, and they played so well for an hour. And then I think they got tired. Germany finished the game well, scored a late penalty, but still it was not enough. Good because this is the first big final. I mean, I know the Nations League is not as big as the Euros and the World Cup, but it's still a, a, a big competition. Yeah. It's a big final. France, the ceiling had been for a long time, the quarterfinals, then they broke that at the Euros in 2021 to reach the semi-final and now the final is good let's hope that they can carry that momentum all the way to the Olympics yeah how long did the men have to wait to win something in uh, in football what like uh, 98 years so yeah, yeah. the women might bad. get their they're on track they're on track Stuttgart are held 1-1 at home by Cologne Gav they're still third with a six-point cushion somehow <laughs> we'll see, we, we will see Sebastian Horners in the Champions League next year right yeah maybe you'll see him at Bayern um, yeah. <laughs> with Uncle Uli. Uh, no, like this was not a great performance, um, and they're inevitably running, I think, a little bit yeah, out of steam. Yeah. But, but the gap is there. And look, it's a chasing pack, whether Leipzig or Dortmund, if, if they continue to you know, laying turds, yeah, exactly. you know, why not? And they deserve top four sugar. More Women's Nations League. France will face world champion Spain who trounced Holland 3-0. Yeah, uh, the final will be in Sevilla on Wednesday night, which I think is a very tasty final. Spain are the, by far the best team in the world, there's no doubt, uh, after winning the World Cup as well. But I think for the French, you just see it as, OK, you're on the dog. It doesn't matter so much if you're on the dogs or not. But this is a really good test a few months before the Olympics. Well, we are four months before the Olympics. Go and do your best. Go and try to press them high. They're the best ball-playing women's side in the world. But... You could get at I mean, them. Just have Parajuelo just run right through your press. And no, but of course, but it might happen. It might not happen. But I think you will learn a lot from it. But play your game. There's no point sitting deep and try to defend for 90 minutes to frustrate them. This is not your game. So let's try to play. If you get beaten 3-0, you get beaten 3-0. You know, it doesn't matter, but you will have learned a lot from yourself. I feel that if you play which, what is not your game, like sitting deep, then, okay, you might still lose and then you would not have learned anything. So Plus I, hope they go for, I hope they're brave. That's what I mean. Plus, sitting for, for France, sitting deep would mean playing Didier Deschamps' game with the men's national yeah, team. Yeah, exactly. So, Which Navier doesn't want. So, I, I, I'm sure we will see a great game. The Chelsea Supporters Trust has complained that the club are charging £5,000 a game for seats directly behind Mauricio Pochettino. So, at Stamford Bridge, the, the, where the manager sits, you still have seats literally just behind, just behind him. Do you have a problem with... Those tickets being so expensive? No, I don't. I, like, I honestly, like, I, I've been critical of Bowley before <laughs> many times, but in this one, 
he's in, he's, he's got to get the money in somehow. So if yeah. you find some idiot who's willing to pay five thousand pounds to go to Palace, to, to, yeah. So you, I can look at the back of Pochettino's uh, head. I mean, you get other things you can. But I guess you you be seen on TV, right? Because if the oh, camera yes, you'll be goes, on television. yeah, you'll be on television. So That's well, he, the can, he can, well. I'll do a better one. Just find some idiot advertiser like like those morons from that stupid film that oh, yeah, saw yeah. brushing their teeth, right? Uh, <laughs> sell it to those guys then if, if you want to do it. Uh, yeah, so I, I like advertising. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, have, I have issues when fans are gouged and clubs take advantage of fans, but this isn't it. I mean, how many seats are there behind Mauricio Pochettino? There's only a couple, right? Yeah. So... You know, if you can use this to cross subsidize the other ticket prices, or simply to pay down your, 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 the billion that you spent, by all means, yeah, you're entitled you. to do that. I'm with you. Jules, our thoughts are with Bordeaux forward Albert uh, Ellis uh, right now. Yeah, terrible scenes, Gab. Uh, very early on, after I think 30 seconds in the game against Gangon Saturday, where he went up for a header, had a clash of heads with the Gangon defender. Uh, like a commotion, like I don't know how you say um, concussion. Yeah, concussion. Sorry, commotion in front. Concussion had to be taken to surge to hospital where he was induced. He was put in an induced coma. Yeah, we say in English, uh, and then had long surgery. We don't really know. And the club put a statement out yesterday saying we we don't know how serious this is. We will only find out when he wakes up. Uh, from the coma and then when we'll have more like screen of his brain to see if the brain is damaged or not it's really worrying for him because this could have devastating effects of course on, on his health on his career on his life on everything uh, his, his parents were in Bordeaux they, they rarely come from Honduras they were there they were in the stadium to see that, uh, which must have been terrible. So the club, everybody, uh, from Gerard Lopez, of course, the owner, they've put a, psychologic, uh, a psychologist on site for the players, the families, everybody that felt distressed by seeing it and what's happening. So let's, let's really all pray for him and hope that he will be okay. Absolutely, absolutely horrific. Lionel Messi and Inter Miami travelled to LA to face the Galaxy in the second MLS game of the season. Gab, how did they do? So uh, they were a goal down. It's late in the game, and and they've been battered. Let's let's be honest. By Ricky Pooch and the LA Galaxy, who had like three XG or something. Yeah. Ricky Pooch suddenly looking like sort Mr. of a Penalty taller Iniesta, well. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he does that thing we've seen so many times. A million Jordi times. Alba out wide on the left, and he goes double gives, one two. Gives, gives a give and go. Gets it back. Blah blah blah. And you know what's coming? Because let's face it. I, I feel like. 90, 90% of Lionel Messi's no, maybe penalty goals. No, no, they, they, it's, it's one of two ways that he scores. <laughs> he just does this. You know it's coming, but you cannot stop it. It's, it's, it's remarkable. It, but you know, is, we, we said after the first game that they won. This time they drew 1-1. But the first game, how sharp... I mean, I stayed up until 1 to watch him and how sharp he was. He scored that in the 97 minutes. Yeah. of this game and he looks so sharp because it's not an easy finish he had to like kind of wow. dive himself forward no it's not an easy finish he no, stretches no, no. his leg and he looks sharp because he spends most of the game walking around no, which is I know, what he's I done know, for the last five years at his age I know it's only a game a week so but I, I, was, I was still I was impressed still by that, that goal so late in the game yeah no, no, that, and how he took it that was quality El Nasser beat El Shabab 3-2, but Cristiano Ronaldo was unhappy at the trolling yeah. he got from the El Shabab fans. And he, his reaction means he could now be in trouble. Yeah, uh, really weird thing. So the crowd was sitting Messi, of course, Messi. which is not the first time since Cristiano moved to Saudi that this, this kind of trolling happens. You right? know what? Messi should ask the Saudi Pro League for some money because as soon as, the minute Cristiano got there... They all like, sing that, yeah. yeah. they all sing that. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, so, and by the way, on the pitch, everything is great for Cristiano. He scores mm. loads of goals, more than in a very long more time. More than Karim Benzema. Yeah, more than Karim Benzema, Karim the Dream. His team are playing well, they're winning, all of that, etc. But yeah, he's still f so frustrated and angry. And this is not the first bad reaction we've seen him having. And it, we're not going to describe to you the very obscene... Slightly strange gesture. You would yeah, not have done it, it that way, would you? I would not. No. When, when, when I need to make obscene gestures at other people, I, I, I do it in a different way. Yeah. It's usually if I'm driving and there's things I don't like. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I bet. I bet you are. Yeah. So very surprising. But yeah, there's an investigation open by the league. So he's got to find a way to explain this away because it's it's odd. Look, and it, it might is. not. 
I mean, we're assuming it was the Messi fan. It was the it was the Messi chance because he does hold his yeah, hand his ears. He, yeah, you would think. I don't so. know. if There's something off camera. I don't know. Let, let's wait to hear his version yeah. of events. Andre Arshavin, one of your favorite ever mm. player, Gabi, has reportedly proposed to Vladimir to Vladimir Putin, sorry, to develop a Russian version of the eSports FC game now, usually uh, before called FIFA, uh, like a like a, that version of video game, which I bet you love this idea. I, yeah, given my, my love for Arshavin and video <laughs> games. Um, no, I, it, it's odd. I mean, I, I don't know if this is related to the sanctions that, that have been imposed on Russia since the conflict. You know, we've seen, like, Western companies pull out. We saw how, like, McDonald's yes. uh, became something else where it looks kind of the same to me, but it doesn't <laughs> not McDonald's anymore. Uh, I don't know if he wants to do a version of it, some kind of off-brand version. Sure, I don't. Know why Andre Arshavin's involved? I yeah, thought his specialty know. would have been in bad haircuts, but hey, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever works for them. As long as they don't, in fact, even if they get sued for stealing intellectual property, what are they going to do? They're under sanction, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so. Um, but yeah, no, that's that. that I thought that was an odd one. Yeah, really odd one. Jules, this brings us to an end, but we got to come back on Thursday because it's the magic of the cup in midweek. How about that? I know you love that. And plenty (laughs) else going on. Until then, love the game, love your neighbor, love yourself. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Gab. Just go to Indeed.com slash Gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Gab. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 